Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. All right, all right, all right, and welcome to another episode of Mobile Armor Radio. I am uh, your lead host today, Chopper, and I am joined with co-hosts, Brian and Rob. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. I thought I was left alone there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to, this is episode 40, as I like to call it, season three, episode four. I got it right this time because we practiced Practicing definitely helps. So, uh, but uh, I guess I digress. So let's uh, move on. Huh? We got all the the minutia <laughs> out of the way. Practiced. We sounded great. You know, this is like uh, I don't know what the word is. Like butter, smooth like butter. Sure. <laughs> I think Rob's dead. I'm just uh, stunned by your intro. Dropship landing. Welcome to the Dropship, guys. Let's talk about what we've been working on. Uh, Rob, why don't you tell us all the good things you've been working on? Sure. Uh, Before Gen Con, I was starting, and I haven't finished yet, but I'm working on uh, a bunch more by uh, Wave 2 of Battletech Kickstarter. And uh, I got working on three stars at once. I got a Nova Cat, a Goliath Scorpion, another Goliath Scorpion, I just did one, and a Snow Raven. I'm trying to do, trying to get one of at least of every clan done. So those are the clans: Nova Cat, Goliath, Scorpion, Snow Raven. Yep. So, all right. So I've got uh, those three stars working on. Uh, I can't. I can't help but notice vac- uh, Vacation Guys is not listed. No, that's you, <laughs> not me. But uh, yeah, so I got a bunch of those guys going, enjoying the wave two of uh, BattleTech. Uh, other than that, I haven't done anything. I don't think. I I uh I will post those once they're done, but uh, they're not done yet. So, all right. I try. I'm looking around, see if there's anything else I've done. I don't think so. Unfortunately, I I have uh, not done much. I will be doing. We'll talk about it in uh, Comstar, but I will. I have a lot more to do next next month, hopefully. Yeah. So. Well, we lost. Uh, you lost me about two weeks. Yeah, coming out for Gen Con. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. a short month for me. So. <laughs> all right, Brian, what have you done since uh, you did not come to Gen Con? I did not come to Gen Con. Uh, Slacker. <laughs> but I've I've been I've been busy as well. Um and uh for the big thing is uh we have a tournament coming up in Michigan. The Michigan GT uh is coming up in the you know, first full week of October. Um and uh so can, I had a whole someone... bunch of can you give out the information, or you can uh, maybe people want to go to that GT and explain yeah. what the GT is? <laughs> yes. So the Michigan GT, short for Grand Tourney, uh, is October eighth through October tenth in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, so definitely check it out. You can get to their website at michigangt.com because we like to plug things. Sure. And, uh, and what turn- yeah, what, tur- what tournaments will we be played there? So there, there is a whole bunch of them, but the the ones that definitely are worth checking out uh, would be the Dead Zone tournament. Screw those Kings of War guys. Uh, I, I was going to include the Kings of War. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were just editing only the ones that were good for this show. 
for for those of the sci-fi flair, uh, Dead Zone is definitely one worth checking out, um, as well as Dreadball for those that like sci-fi and a little bit of sports mixed in there. And then for those of the fantasy variety, there is a two-day Kings of War tournament going on. And uh, but yeah, so I'll actually be running the Dreadball tournament, um, and then a good friend of the show, Rick Hall, is uh, running the Dead Zone tournament. And uh, and so as part of that, uh, I'm had to you know help put together a bunch of terrain. Uh, so that's been the big thing on my docket is uh, printing and painting uh, a whole mess of terrain. So it's all all set to go. My printer was a little uh, what's the word I'm looking for wonky. <laughs> yeah, it 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 had it has some Overused. growing pains. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of that. Um, no, the, the fun thing was like uh, the extruder feed was was grinding the filament, mm. and turned out that it was um, uh, getting plugged up. It was too narrow at the um, where it was going into the nozzle. Uh, so you, uh, had little, you had a little disc then. Yeah, yeah. So it was throughout throughout the month. I was like repeatedly trying to print things and having it fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They would like print one layer and then it would just stop. Uh, so working through that, I definitely took up a lot of the hobby time. Um, but I will say I did find like a bunch of really neat 3D prints for uh, Dead Zone. Actually, uh, someone made like 3D crates for oh, nice. items, and they turned out really nice. Um, and I, I really like them, so I printed off a whole set. Uh, to go with the tournament table, which means there was like 12 of these little crates that I had to print um, one at a time, and uh, with with it routinely failing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, otherwise uh, that that definitely took up a bulk of my hobby time is prepping for that event, um, and uh, and yeah. So how about you, Pat? What have you? Uh, I too have lost. Uh, several weeks of the month uh, for Gen Con preparation, but I was still have been working on my Neo Zhang. It's a slow process because there's millions and millions of pieces for this thing, and because I'm too stubborn not to just put it together, I am painting it the way I want to paint it, like I always do. So that's also slowing me down, as I have to prime and then. Mm undercoat with like a silver or something because I want to get that candy apple red going really well. And it's turned out well. Uh, I think when it's done, it's going to look really good. Nice. Uh, but, you know. Just takes time. Just takes time. It's the the labor of love, I guess. Uh, what are the things that the modeling that I finished? I finished up. I didn't finish up, but I, I started and I'm about halfway through working on my minions, I guess for lack of a better word to call them the little support guys for my monster in monster apocalypse, which is like an Ultraman knockoff. Mm. So I'm working on their, his support stuff and I, I'm about halfway through with those guys. So, um, you also do all the, no, you're doing all the Cav, uh, uh, like t- terrain stuff, weren't you too? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so, if you kickstarted the last cav, uh, which most a lot of us did, uh, it came with a huge bag of terrain of just different things, and I've been kind of just knocking that out. Just you know, 
making it kind of terrain table quality. It's nothing spectacular. It's really a lot of just dry brushing, on all honesty. <laughs> uh, I did mess around with some uh, pigments to do rust and other stuff on some of the wrecked vehicles, so make it a little more, uh, I guess, realistic looking and stuff like that. So, uh, but I did cheat with the chip paint and instead of using like a chipper like I normally would, I would uh, I used a sponge and some stippling of the brush. That's not cheating. <laughs> well, I don't call it cheating, but it's. Uh, I mean, if I was doing, if these things were just terrain pieces, and you know they're going to be scattered terrain, they're just going to be lump in a box to be brought out when we play the game. I'd mm-hmm. probably put a little more effort into it, but they're they're going to look good on the table. Probably uh, better than what I painted up. So, <laughs> uh, I think that's all. But I will also, like Rob, have much more to do because I have since picked up. A that, crap ton of stuff. That's on Comstar. Uh, I understand. I'm just saying crap ton of stuff. That's <laughs> as far as I was going to go. The upcoming projects. Yeah, because Comstar is going to have a crap ton of stuff. Yeah. Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Dead Zone the Podcast. And you're listening to Mobile Armor Radio. All right, guys. Welcome to the Comstars. This is where we talk about. TVs, movies, books, comic books, RPGs, video games, and fire trucks. Sometimes fire uh, trucks. And fire trucks. And uh, why don't we start with you, Brian? What did you got going on? Oh, boy. Um, I Well, for one thing, I finished up uh, my playthrough, my first playthrough of Cyberpunk 2077. Mm, nice. Uh, had a really fun time. Uh, managed to do uh, a handful of those endings kind of right then and there. Uh, which is, you know, always kind of nice to have. Um, but uh, eventually, I think I will uh, play through uh, play through again from a different uh, standpoint. The downside is, like, I think I often don't play through games like that differently. <laughs> so mm. it's just, well, there, there was, I, I'm giving it some time uh, so that it doesn't feel like, oh, I, I just did this again. Were, uh, uh, were you... Uh cyberpunk guy or like a uh, yeah i was i was a street kid and but you were you uh using like uh what are they called the hacks or were you using the, guns yeah, or swords I, or i was i was predominantly a, a hacking and yeah. and gun wielding uh the, the like small arm pistols and revolvers yeah. was kind of my go-to um had definitely had a lot of fun really didn't run into most of the bugs that people uh like we're really complaining about. Well, I think uh, by now they fixed most of them. Like you're you're playing it a year after it was really bad, I guess. But true, true. There, there's definitely a lot of patches came through because I I got it. I waited until it came out on the PlayStation Four network. Yeah. Because they had, at least at the time of downloading, the free upgrade to PS Five deal. Hmm. Um. So in don't case have you get a PS5, PS5 yet. <laughs> Future proof. Hopefully, eventually, I'll get one. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the game. Uh, yeah. As far as bugs go, there's nothing worse than playing Fallout when it first comes out. Yeah. So, um, but uh, no, it was it was a really fun time. Like I, I think I mentioned in the last one, a lot more Keanu Reeves than I was actually expecting, mm-hmm. which was a good thing. Um, it was different, a different Keanu than I was used to, but. Yeah, he's a bit Still of a jerk. A good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And then with that, I just kind of had the hankering to play Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> like the original? Yeah. No. <laughs> which, which was which was kind of fun. I, I kind of had that realization. It's like, you know what? I only ever played the Twin Snakes um, version, which was the GameCube remake. Yeah. And I had uh, watched this video that really kind of compared and contrasted the two. Um a lot more negative things leveled at the Twin Snakes. They did change uh, like certain music cues. They added a bunch of um, different things um, and really changed the dynamic of some gameplay elements because uh, it basically let you, for those unfamiliar, the GameCube remake basically took the engine from Metal Gear Solid 2, which let you do things like uh, going to first person and you know you have a tranquilizer gun and stuff like that you don't have any of that in the original Metal Gear Solid you have uh, a box you can hide in you have a box you can hide in <laughs> that, that is still there um, but you didn't have any kind of tranquilizing gun uh, so you could stun guys by punching them a lot that was about it um, and and so it was it was really kind of fun to go back to that original version and play through it all uh really surprised that it didn't take me that long probably helped yeah. that i kind of knew where i needed to go but is that, um, you, is that the one you fight psycho mantis and you have to turn your computer off or your uh, your machine off not yeah yeah so yeah psycho mantis is in there you have to switch switch it to controller port two. that's what it was yep i knew that it was the x-men game that you had to do uh hit reset on your uh thing yeah Jeez. yeah it's like how do you get past this? It, it says right on the screen, hit reset. Like, really? <laughs> so eventually you get fed up and you hit reset and it actually works. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, it was controller too. That's right. Because he, he knew everything you were doing, right? I remember that mm-hmm. now. Yeah, he could read your moves. That's right. Uh, and uh, But no, it was it was really fun to, to really kind of dive back into that. And then after doing that, I'm like, well, it's been a while. Let's go and play Battle Gear Solid 2. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I jumped into that game. I'm actually almost through that one as well. Um, yeah, both of them, like, in the grand scheme, even even if you're, you know, struggle a little bit, uh, they're both, like, within 10 hours of gameplay. Um, yeah, we've been spoiled so, nowadays with, like, games that are, like, 60-plus hours. It used to be the games weren't that long. <laughs> and... and and it is a thing, like, with these games, I think a, a big part of their replay, like, the replayability factor is that you do get rated, you know, based on, on like, how often you were spotted, how many guys mm-hmm. you killed. Um, I, f- I forget all the metrics in the first game, but it's, like, how many rations you, you know, how many healing items you had to use. Yeah. All that kind of stuff factors in, and you get ranked with, like, a code name at the end. And so they're... I remember when, when like uh, number three and four came out, I got them as they were coming out. Uh, that was something where after playing through the game the first time, it's like, all right, I'm I'm gonna try a complete stealth no kill run. Oh darn, that cutscene killed a guy, so <laughs> <laughs> ruined that. Um, it's it's, uh, and I won't I won't take too much longer on this, but it's it was fun to go back to. The Metal Gear fran- Metal Gear Solid franchise, where it was, it is very linear, um, and uh, you know, it, it is one long story from beginning to end, as opposed to Metal Gear Solid Five, 
the Phantom Pain, where it's it's much more sandbox. It's a lot more of like, okay, you can go here to this location whenever you want. Um, you can approach it from any any angle. Um, it makes for like that 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 definitely is a fun way to do it too. But like the polish you get uh, going through a, a very linear and crafted um, story is is still really really well done. Yeah, I think that's the lost art nowadays in video games is the the actual story. Now it's kind of like you discover the story as you go. It's not told to you like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Now and then, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid, like the that franchise itself, like so much of what you learn about the world is told through these kind of optional conversations you can have <laughs> with your support team. Uh, like going through the game, if you weren't calling these people constantly to chat with them, like not a lot is given to you. Yeah. Um, and, and like as far as like figuring things out, so. It was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm almost through two. I'm going back and forth on if I'm going to play three. Um, I absolutely love three. Three is among my favorite games of all time. I just I just know that there's a lot more on in my backlog that yeah. I should probably be getting to, um, as opposed to doing a whole replay playthrough. Um, but I have been kind of wanting to pick up four again. So it's kind of playing like the future games as opposed to the ones that take place in the past. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, then uh, I think the only other thing is that I'm, I'm gearing up to finally watch uh, the Evangelion movie um, in that I'm finally got Amazon prime ready <laughs> all set to go. <laughs> um, and so I, I basically just really want to watch that third movie again to really kind of remember where we left off. Cause it's been a long time since I, since that one came out and I really have only watched it like twice. Um, so definitely gonna get back to that, uh, and, and find some time. Cause I think that the new movie is like two and a half hours long. <laughs> so, um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to see the conclusion of that, of that series. And those kind of movies aren't the ones that you can put on the background and uh, get the gist of them. No, no. you got to pay attention to those. <laughs> you got to pay attention to Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but your mileage and and your mileage may vary with that franchise, all, all things considered. Um, but I, I think I've talked enough about that. So, uh, Rob, what what have you been up to lately? Well, I obviously went to Gen Con. I traveled to Chicago to meet up with Pat. Hung out with him for a little bit beforehand, went to Gen Con, and then came home a little bit after that. And uh, we did a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Mech-related? We, we definitely played Redline. We did a game of Redline. We uh, two, two or three games, actually. Yeah. Yeah, at least. But I, I remember all the games I played, I never got a single heavy Efreet on the board. So <laughs> You got every every light and every medium you had in that deck out at least two or three times. Yeah, but never a heavy. So I, I still have yet to see a heavy on the... Uh, <laughs> on the, uh, what are they called? The Earth uh, side. Not the, no, uh, it's the front line, red line, the front line, and base line. Yeah. Anyways, I've never played one. And, uh, yeah, so we, we play a lot of red line, which is fun. So that we're waiting for the next Kickstarter just finished, so we'll be getting on, in on that eventually. I think it's supposed to come in November or something like that, the next one. So we got to get some more games in before that expansion comes out. Definitely. 
Uh, we went to Noble Knight Games in Wisconsin. First first time I've been in Wisconsin. Nice. Brian's homeland. So yes, it was uh, it was a, a unique experience going to Wisconsin. We went to Noble Knight Games. Uh, it, at first, we're like, oh, it's just a game store, and then we found the discount dungeon, which we spent quite a bit of time in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like, haven't been there since they got moved to their new location. Oh, it's and, huge. And by new location, I'm, I think this move happened like two years ago at this point. Mm. But uh, no, it looks it looks huge. It's a good looking store. I mean, they got yeah. it, it's nice and clean. They got a nice. They have a like a collector's wall, like where you can get some of the really expensive stuff, like. What was one of those? Some of those out of print games that I was like, "Why is this out of out of print?" And uh, like, yeah, a lot of games you like you already owned, but yeah. Oh, Battlestar, I think, or yeah, Battlestar. Oh uh, yeah, one of the Battlestar. Yeah, because they don't print that anymore. The, oh, the yeah, Battlestar board game, the Fantasy Flight game. They had them on there because they're out of print, uh, and they and had the, uh, the one yeah. hard expansion. I can't remember, not the Pegasus, but the other one. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, I have it. Uh, gosh, what is it called? Like Daybreak. Well, they're they're going for a lot of money, Brian. So you might want to sell those. Keep it nice. You're talking like six hundred bucks. Oh, they had a lot of the old uh, like Avalon Hill games and things like that on the wall. Like I don't think they had a uh, what's game you're looking for? Uh, Which game? Yeah, you were looking for the old uh, what's it called? Hero Quest. It wasn't. I don't think Hero Quest is there. No, they didn't see it. But uh, yeah, they were quite expensive. Quite a few expensive games. But then yeah, in the the uh, discount dungeon, though, everything was super cheap. So we went crazy. Uh, we bought a ton of books. I found all the three original Cav books for three bucks each. So I bought all those for history's oh, nice. sake. <laughs> yeah, I got the, I got the same. Uh, yeah, tons of stuff. I got a bunch of Babylon Five uh, role playing game books, really cheap. Uh, yeah, it was it was. I could have stayed a lot longer in that discount dungeon. We just kind of skimmed <laughs> through it, and it still took us a good hour. Yeah, I mean, because they had a lot of books, and we kind of skimmed through the books, so we could have sat there and read every spine. Plus, they had, like, like magazines and everything we never even looked through. But, yeah, a lot of stuff. So that was fun. It was fun going to Noble Knight Games. There's a lot of Trivia Pursuit, too. So if you're looking for Trivia Pursuit. Yeah, that's right. What I was actually the other? got my first Dreadball team at, uh, oh, yeah? at Noble Knight. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, a good selection of quite everything, really. I also bought a Cthulhu card game there and some other... I, Pat, you bought an expansion for a Wingspan, I think? Uh, for my wife, yeah. Yeah. And then but I we, bought some new paints where, where oh, I, yeah. that I can't find. You still haven't found them? Yeah. No. Uh, they're in their house somewhere. Or your dog ate them, one of the two. Oh, well. He doesn't, he doesn't have a red face, so... <laughs> uh, after that, though, on the way home, we uh, Pat heard of this uh, gun gunplug kind of store, I guess. Yeah, there was, uh, I guess we're combining our comms. Yeah, might as well. We did everything together, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had remembered on our way home that uh, there was a new Gunplus store that opened uh, on the far west suburbs, but it happened to be on the way home off 90. And so I said, hey, you want to stop at the Gunplus store and check it out? And we did, and that store is called Rhino Hobbies in uh, Elgin. Elgin, Illinois. I don't have the exact address, but you can look it up on the Facebook. We'll have the yeah, we'll have a link to the Facebook group, and it'll have everything there. Yeah, and it's a nice little store, and they had quite a few model kits. Uh, well, it's odd getting there because we drive up, and it's on the front. It's all like storage area, but they have a whole all these storefronts behind it. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay. We thought we were like in some yeah, what, what you're seeing from the back, <laughs> the, the loading dock doors. Yeah, yeah, but that's the yeah, front. Like it's that's the way the building's set. It's really odd, but. 
yeah, nice little store. A lot of lot of Gundams in there. A lot of other things. And yeah, they uh, and they have uh, a nice little work area that you yeah, can come to say. and spray and like that. They have uh, build uh, build kit nights there. So it's a it's a pretty nice store. It looks like it's going to be a nice little friendly atmosphere. Uh, I think last Friday they have. Some guy was doing a come learn to play Gundam skirmish game. Just bring some HD kits. Yeah, it's oh, nice. Set up a table and the guys showed people how to play. So I wasn't able to go out there and check it out because I was really interested in checking out that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to make the drive. It's a bit of a drive for me. It's about a four minute drive for me. Uh, but I was th- thinking about making it just to check out that Gundam, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. So they had a bunch of uh, kits that all the people that go there make on the walls and in displays and some perfect great stuff on the wall that we were just amazed by. So it was yeah. a really cool place to see. And, uh, I got to it, brag about my Neo, Neo Zhang kit. Yeah. That nobody seems to be able to get, uh, <laughs> I found a, uh, round facer model from, uh, Dugram, which is one of the, uh, battle tech. I think it's a Griffin. Maybe. Yeah. It's the Griffin because I got the other Dugram. That's the battle master. Yeah. So it's uh found that there, so I bought that, which was super cheap too. It was like you had like a little discount area happened to grab. And Pat, you bought grabbed a bunch of stuff too, didn't you? Yeah, so uh at Rhinos I got Ultraman, the Ultraman oh. kit that's got a lighted piece so it lights up his chest and his eyes, but it's from the Netflix cartoon, so it's the Ultraman suit. Gotcha. Uh, suit. So and what's really cool about it is it has the different weapons that you can add to it. I know we talked about this once before in an episode way, way back when Ultraman first came out. Uh, but this kit's actually really cool. So uh, keep an eye out for that because once I get the Dio Zhang done, uh, that's going to be next. So 2024, look out for that uh, kit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, might I, put a, I, might, I might put my nose to the grinder and actually get the, crank out this kit on my days off. On my days off, because usually I've been waiting for us to do hobby night to work on it, but I might yeah. just go down there and start doing it. Yeah, we've we've been slacking. Uh, other things I did get uh, while we're talking about this in Gen Con loot. Uh, when Rob came in, he brought me my these are wave my wave two for BattleTech, which and was wave one. Oh, and wave one. So I didn't yeah. realize it was both. So I got all the inner sphere stuff that I like uh, because I didn't want any of the clan stuff, but. I have tons of lances to paint. I have a battle lance. I have a striker lance, a support lance, a command lance. I believe you got every lance. single inner sphere lance that was uh, available from the Kickstarter. I don't know what a sur a surrect fire lance is. What is surrect? Oh, it's that's, it's supposed to be direct, but it's uh, that's it's what I, <laughs> I was like, is that supposed to be direct? Yeah. And then I have a heavy lance, and then a smattering of other. You got two comstars ones too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, but unlike Rob, I am not going to paint different. Uh, Are they uh, all going to be Steiner houses? They're all going to be Steiner. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> so, You'll be able to have a, you know, ten thousand point army. Yeah, because you know it's going to be easier for me just to paint them all, and I'll have uh, one color. No, I want Ski. variety. You got a variety. Yeah, but it'll look good on the on in the in the case and on the table if they all look if they all match though. And uh, Pat had for me uh, GKR, so I finally have a copy of GKR from uh, from uh, nice. Weta. Weta, that's who makes it. So I finally have a copy of that with a beautiful mix inside there. So I'm excited about that. Uh, then we went to Gen Con. I don't think uh, anything else happened before we went to Gen Con. We played a few more games, but I don't think we played anything else mech related. But 
Gen Con. Yeah, uh, we, just, we never we never got downstairs to set up a board for Cav. No, you had to clear off your, your Neo Zhang was on that table that we would have played on, so it was kind of taking up <laughs> yeah. the whole table. Uh, yeah, so we went to Gen Con. It was a lot more subdued this year than normal because of all the chaos in the world, and they had a. The rumor was that it was, they limited down to uh, twenty thousand people, but nobody really knew what, how many people were there. But it was a lot less. A pet. Like, mm. Yeah, you could definitely tell it was a lot less. Um, we never got a chance to go walk around outside, no, outside of the, the deer hall. Yeah. So I don't know what it looked like in there because usually outside the deer hall, it's oh, it's packed to pack, wall to wall people outside the deer hall and wall, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder in the exhibit hall. So. But even coming in in the morning, like we worked, we were in the exhibitor hall working for Mantic. But even coming in the morning to go into the exhibitor hall, we go in early to set up. It's usually tons of people waiting there in the halls, and we, there wasn't any of that. It was empty. Like you, I never once had to like fight through a crowd. Yeah, and normally mm. the, the the thing about Gen Con that pisses me off is the crowds. Yeah. Or the seventeen people walking in a line with a backpack. Huge all turned yeah. in opposite directions, so it's just a wall of blocking backpacks trying to get through. <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially with those new backpacks, the ones that hold all the games, those super oh, huge ones. I, ha- I have oh, those geez. bags, too, but don't wear them as backpacks because they're 17, they're at least 24 inches wide. Yeah, they're super wow. wide. It's like doubles your width. But anyways, uh, other than that, it usually takes like an hour to get from the booth to uh, a bathroom or stuff like that. Like anytime you leave the booth, you're like trapped for a while. But this was quick. We're gone and back in like 10 minutes. Like it was nothing like... Lots of dealers weren't there. The hall was, I'd say, about half empty. Oh, wow. It was uh, yeah, very subdued. about a quarter, a quarter empty. Well, there's that whole one section that they they had closed off that wasn't even open. That used to be yeah. full of things. And the other end wasn't even open. So, And there's a lot of empty spots. There was actually an empty spot right next to us, which is unusual. But it was still fun. We uh, we got to go to all the places we want to go. Catalyst was there, hung those, saw those guys, and bought a lot of yeah, stuff from those guys. Gale yep, Force, we, uh, yep. Gale Force Nine, of course. Pat, Pat always has to hit those guys up because they uh, they have a lot of stuff he wants. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we did get the the Ilkham books from Catalyst while we were there. Yeah, and some TROs the, that I didn't have. I also got the uh, Tamar Rising. You never got that one because it sold out. I bought that the first day, but uh, so I got the Tamar Rising. Was there early? These are all the new books for the Catalyst uh, BattleTech uh, ones. Uh, I also got Transformers deck game, deck builder. We both, we both did. We both yeah. did. We, and the GI Joe one. Game. <laughs> yeah, we uh, played a game of that. Transformer game is fun. Uh, Once we learned how to a, play it. <laughs> it took a while to read it. I'm not going to lie. If you buy this game, you're going to have to read that instruction book like, like two or three times. Or mm-hmm. read it once and then literally play turn by turn reading the book again. Because uh, that's kind of how we did it in the end not, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good read. Oh, it's not clear at all. Like it's and and our our other friend Brian, he bought the GI Joe one. He said the exact same thing about GI Joe one. It's just really? poorly written. Like yeah, it's a fun game, but poorly written. <laughs> instruction. So once you get to learn how to play the game, then it's fun. But well, the learning part is tedious. Well, it's not even the learning part because gotcha. the game itself runs quick and easy. It's it's the instructions yeah. are overly complicated. Like it's yeah, walls and, of and text misprinted. and misprinted. Yeah. Because like the picture, like they'd show a picture of the example, and what they're de- describing the narrative of the picture of the example is not the same picture. <laughs> yeah, it's like two different uh, Autobots that they're talking about, and but it, oh jeez, and the actual game yeah. is it is simple. Like it's really you're just the 
the Transformer game, you're you have like a matrix in front of you, which is what is it? Uh, four by four, I think. Four by five, maybe. It, it was four by four for two players. It's bigger as you put more players on. Yeah. So you and you're all you're doing is exploring around. They're turned over cards. It's a card game. So you're just going into each card, and then you have to explore it, and you look. And you can either be in vehicle mode, which lets you run around faster, but you fight worse, or you can be in robot mode, which you fight better, but you're slower. And yeah, you're using cards to move, you're using cards to explore, and you're using cards to mm. fight. And it's it's really fun. Like it, like the first time you there, turn over like a uh, a, a Decepticon, you have to battle. It's like, oh no, we got to fight this guy. And yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and there's <laughs> three. You got to fight. There are three bosses. Uh, and it's there's two modes. There's a competitive mode, which is what we played. And there's a cooperative mode, which I didn't even bother to read because trying to figure out how to play normally was rough <laughs> enough as it was. Yeah, a, the extra level was like, so, nah, let's just do this, okay? We're just play competitive anyways. And it wasn't even that competitive anyways. You don't fight each other ever. So it's not you're just yeah. you're trying to get points and whoever had the more points won. That's the only thing. You and you can play cards to stop the other guy. In that in that sort sense of, it's competitive. Yeah. And you kind of steal some of their valor at points when you when you're fighting somebody. If if you're injured, the other guy can jump in and help you, which gets him points. So you don't want him to get yeah, points. Yeah. So. Or you whether you want help or not. Yeah. <laughs> but I I was I was uh, who was I I was um, man you who were was your I? favorite you were your favorite what's well, his not, name he's not my favorite but he I, I <laughs> <laughs> you were jazz right I was jazz because jazz is my favorite because who, who doesn't I? love Scamman Crothers. I can't remember who I was. I keep thinking Blue Wheeljack. Street. What? Wheeljack. Were, That's what I was. Wheeljack. Wheeljack. Yeah. So I was running around in car form the whole time until I had to start fighting. But I was. It was fun running around in car form. But it's a really fun. Like for for being very simple, it had a lot of neat neat mechanics that I thought worked really well. Except for the book, which had walls of text that weren't necessary because it was a simple game. And it was it was a hard read. Like I kept falling asleep reading it. <laughs> <laughs> like literally pages of little text that had no pictures. Like it's strange. It, it's such a simple game that if you just had like illustrations, you could have explained that game a third of the time. So yeah, whoever whoever designed the uh, rule book, you you're not very good at designing rule books. Yeah, if you, and if you're listening, take take a second and slim it down. Redo it for the sake of the game. It's yeah, it's because, not even it's, the, a, because it's a fun game. It is really a fun game, and it's not. Uh, <laughs> It's not that the rules are complex, it's the way they describe them were complex. It was just odd. You know, and I could see people who have a shorter patience than I would be like, I just don't understand this book and they'd be done with the game. Mm-hmm. And well, it's, it's Which is a shame when that yeah. happens. Yeah, because it's fun. It is quite a fun game. So if you get it, trust us, stick it's to worth, it. It's worth, yeah, worth it. just reading. It's, it's worth it in the end. And once you figure it out, then you can just burn that thing like in an effigy or something. <laughs> as, as Pat said, uh, start playing it as you're reading, because that really makes it clear pretty quick. Like, it's yeah, it's pretty much move, explore, do whatever the card says that when you flipped it over, you can either buy the card or fight it or, you know, matter what it is. Yeah. And you're just trying to, yeah, get enough uh, energy on to buy more stuff, and it's fun. Anyway, it's got so- a mechanic, though, because it's got, like, a... Uh, I guess we could talk about it. There is a nice mechanic where there is the text of the card you can do, and then there's an Energon cost text mm-hmm. that you can do in addition to the main text. So you can like, so like boost up gotcha. like abilities. Like, like I was burning through my Energon, drawn from my deck, looking to get more. I forget what they call it, what for power. More, looking for more power because you pay in power the cost of the card, and sometimes it. To get more expensive cards, you got to get more power, but you can only have uh, five cards in your hand. Yeah, so you okay. have to you have to like 
buy better cards to give you more power, obviously, like any deck building yeah. game. But so I would build up my, my hand by just keep buying more and more cards for that turn, because at the end of the turn, you discard everything and, and draw a new hand. Yeah, so if something's really expensive, you'd have to try to look through your... Or you had to fight somebody, it's really hard. You're trying to look, go through your deck to uh, get the right cards to be able to do what you want to do on that card. It was fun. I was able to uh, get Jetfire at some point, so I was very happy. Yeah, I, I did lose... I, I think I didn't lose by a point, didn't I? I think I lost by one point, yep. I won yeah. by one point. And, uh, yeah, otherwise, pretty fun. Uh, I don't know if we did anything else mech-related. We uh, survived, we got back... I had to fly back to Canada, so I got tested. So I, I'm I'm uh, I'm zombie free. So I'm I'm good. So I so, too am zombie free. Well, hopefully. <laughs> but, but we were nice. we all we all also purposed that we were also very very careful. We didn't do a lot of. Yeah, Indy was a little open for us, but uh, we ate a lot in the yeah. room and stuck to ourselves. Indy 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 didn't really care about other people's welfare. So yeah, gotcha. But uh, I haven't heard about any outbreaks or anything, so I think it was overall Gen Con, they did what they had to do. It was mask mandated, everybody was wearing a mask, and, and I think other than one person, everybody wore a mask that we saw, and Pat had to tell one person off that he was in our booth with a mask on, he's like, put your mask on. <laughs> but I think yeah. other than that, it so, was uh, smooth. It was, it, everyone, but I will say that everyone was very, very compliant mm-hmm. with wearing masks in the dealer hall. Like, I didn't, because I watched... People walking around, and for the most part, everyone had their mask on. So I liked all the cosplayers who had masks that matched their cosplay too. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> That's always nice. Yeah, no, I really, I really was good. Well, I was uh, demoing uh, Mantic has a game called Armada, which is a ship ship combat game, like a uh, sales. I, I forget the mm-hmm. that Age of Sales game, I guess. And uh, it was very popular. We sold out of that. We sold out of all of our our uh, Hellboy oh, Kickstarters. Great. So we we. Did quite well for his, for a few people were there. I think there was a lot of uh, everybody was willing to spend their money, which was nice. So and it uh, yeah, everybody, we didn't hear about any stabbings or anything like past years. So I think everybody was pretty happy. <laughs> there was no there was no fighting amongst the YouTubers. Yeah, so I think oh, it, yeah. it worked out well. <laughs> That's great uh, to hear. Yeah, so we made it back to Chicago, ate well, and then I flew home, and that that was my uh, pretty much my comp star. I don't think I did anything else, and then I recovered for a few days because. It's a lot of food and a lot of travel and hardly any sleep. I think that's a lot yeah. of it. <laughs> I, I, um, go ahead. My commentary also ends the same way with Rob leaving and me not doing a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would throw one more thing in speaking of Mantic is that Dead Zone 3rd Edition was oh, yeah. announced. That's right. Um, and is going to be coming out at the end of October. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, end of this month we're getting a whole new version. Uh yeah, uh, there is a new mech actually in it. The artificers, the dwarves, are getting mm-hmm. a uh, mm-hmm. Forge Fathers getting a new mech, which is cool. Yeah, I forget what that thing's called. It's the artificer, right? Yeah, they're well, the, they're the, the artificers. artificers are the the group. like sub group yeah. Yeah. of uh, like they're not brockers per se. Well, they're the Forge not... Fathers, yeah, they're they're a different yeah, type of Forge yeah. Father. Yeah, Forge Fathers for anybody not in the know are space space dwarves. Do they know yes. how to make egg fried rice? Probably. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, they blow up the planet. <laughs> yeah, so... But they, no, it's... Uh, thir- third edition... You know, second edition was a whole lot of fun. Um, they've been making improvements to it. Uh, and, and third edition, uh, from what we've been told, is really shaping up well and and should clean. be uh, a nice, exciting update for it. Yeah, it's just pretty much cleaning up some stuff that was confusing and 
clarifying a few things and adding all the FAQs. Not a major change, which is, that was what I was afraid of. I thought they're going to change the game majorly, but the only changes mm-hmm. were the ones that we suggested uh, probably about 10 years ago, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh, train's coming. Train's coming. Train kept coming all night long. Well, since the train's here, why don't we move on to the mech bay hangar if we're done here in the Comstar. Sounds yeah. good. Choo-choo! Now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. Alright guys, welcome to the Mech Bay Hangar, and today's topic is, uh, I'm not exactly sure what made me think of this, but it was, it had something to do with Gen Con, I wish I had the, could remember the story, <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, so uh, it might have been in, in like one of the Gen Con things, when you talk about something, there's always something that's iconic to it. Like if you talk Battlestar Galactica, the Viper is iconic to Battlestar Galactica or X-Wing I, or thing like that. I think of Cylons when you see Battlestar, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, there's you know a couple of things. So I was thinking about uh, what is the most iconic thing when we talk about Mecha or Mechs, you know? And then uh, what is the first thing that you come to mind when when you talk about Mechs? You automatically go to, oh, Gundams, you mean? Things like that. Uh, sure. What do you think, Brian? Well, uh, like when you, you first broached the question, obviously the, the first thing that comes into mind would be the answer. Um, and and <laughs> I, I fully admit, like, I couldn't help but think of Gundam. Um, yeah. uh, specifically Gundam Wing. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I think, you know, a big part of that is, you know, that was – wasn't my first mecha show because I, I I grew up with Robotech and you know Volt the uh, not the original Voltron the Go Lion one. <laughs> uh, I also you know watched that growing up, but uh, Gundam Wing was definitely the one where I like really distinctly you know recognizes like okay this is this is anime and this is giant robots. Um, this is something very special. And, uh, and so I, I think that's, that's the one that comes to mind. Obviously there, there's a, it's, it's that thing where you think about like Gundam is, is a big, a big one, especially for, um, Japan based media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do sometimes catch myself as like, you know, I have actually watched a whole mess of other mecha shows but a lot of them do just kind of get overshadowed by uh, the Gundam franchises. They, they've routinely had very strong stories, characters, visuals that are very eye-catching. Uh, and so uh, I, I feel like, at least in, in my mind, that's kind of where it falls into the, the most iconic. Yeah, Gundam also is the most prolific, probably. There's been a new Gundam yes. thing every, yeah. every five, maybe less than five years for the last 40 years. So it's, there's always been new Gundam things coming out. I, I myself would say my first exposure to mechs and mecha was Gundam, the original Gundam. But I think where the most of my exposure to this starts to roll into is actually Robotech. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I watched the Gundam movie. I was like, this is great. And then, you know, I saw a couple of smatterings of this and that, but then it didn't really hit me in the face till the Robotechs came out. Uh, can you pluralize Robotech? <laughs> Robotech and Robotechnologies. <laughs> so the Robotechnologies came out, and 
I really got into those. I even, you know, I was reading the books um, that kind of matched through the cartoons and everything. There was a set of books. I can't remember who. Maybe Del Rey, I think. Del Rey was putting uh, yeah, them Yeah, it, it was Del Rey, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just the episodes recounted in book form. Yeah, and so, I mean, so, for me, that I think the most iconic brand would be Robotech, even though it's not my first exposure to mechs. And it's also not uh, its own, like, it's it's not a real thing. It's Macross, right? Yeah. I but mean, for but us North Americans. Time, <laughs> yeah, we only had Robotech, and then it was only after I got, you know, immersed in the Robotech, then you, you, you of course, you meet someone who is... Uh, very anti-Robotech, and then you get exposed to Macross, and you're like, well, okay, I get it, but I don't know why you have to be so vehement about it. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's 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 yeah. funny, too, because, like, I, I, I always think about their... I, I remember the moment where I, I realized that there was more Macross, and it was, uh, like, I'd gone to an anime convention, watched some AMV music video, mm-hmm. and it had... Uh, shots from Frontier, Macross Frontier, which is, you know, CGI um, mecha space battles and everything like that. And yet, like, I recognized it. Like, I had never seen Frontier before or any shows other than the Robotech series. And I'm like, this seems so familiar. Yeah. Like- and, I, and I was talking to my buddy Nick, and I'm like, have you ever heard of a show called Robotech? <laughs> It's like, yeah, there's more of it. I'm like, awesome. Rob, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think is your most iconic? Well, for me, it matters if you say mech or mecha. I, those two words, a lot of people think they're interchangeable, but for me, they're totally different. Like, I hear mech. For a mech, I, obviously, it's Battletech. Like, there's not even a question about that. You know, I hear... I, when, I, when I said that, I always said, this, said the same thing to you. I mean, are people going to think, that we're using mech and mecha interchangeably, or should we? Are they two separate things? And I agree with you. I think they're two separate things. At least in my mind, they are. They're probably technically they're the same thing, but de- mech definitely seems more North American, where mecha is definitely uh, Japanese. Like that's that's the way I really see it in my head. And hmm. for mechs, it's BattleTech for me. It's that's when I was in high school. I discovered BattleTech, and it was huge. And I uh, just fell in love with the designs and. The idea of being able to fight giant robots fighting each other, but for Mecha, it's uh, for me once again. It's obviously Robotech. It's the very first thing I ever saw the anime. It was. I, I'll have a. This is a. This is a super geeky story. Do you want to hear some history for for dear yes. old Rob? <laughs> of course. Tell. Uh, I was a part of a uh, as like a child. I was maybe I would guess I was about eight or nine. I was part of a uh, group of people who just watch old Doctor Who episodes. It was like a club, I guess technically. And I was, nice. I, everybody's old. I was like the was only this, young person there. Is this a high school club? <laughs> no, this is old people. This is like a, in somebody's basement. Oh, and I, I think I went to, uh, there was a Doctor Who, uh, uh, like traveling uh, museum thing where you go through and all the props are there. And they had the, they were, whoever did that was also part of this club. So then I, I go to this club and watch Doctor Who episodes that weren't, at that time, you couldn't even watch them. Like maybe VHSs were out, maybe, but it was a lot of stuff that you could not find anywhere. It was on, like, PBS stations. People would tape them off there, and we'd watch them. Uh, don't worry, my mother was with me, so it's not like I was uh, <laughs> left alone with these adults. So there's not, it's not a tragic story. It's actually a good story. But anyways, before the club, one day I got there early, and the guy who was, it was his house, he was watching, he had Robotech on. 
And as a little kid, seeing Robotech for the first time just blew my mind. Seeing, like, the Valkyries flying around and transforming, I was like, obviously I knew about Transformers, but to see this mm-hmm. was just, uh, it was just ridiculous. I, I, I remember uh, the first time you see, the, like, the rockets shoot out, or the missiles shoot out, and the contrails, and they all sp- spiral together, and it was just, yeah, it was changed my, changed my whole perspective. And and that led to obviously it led to BattleTech because once I saw BattleTech, I'm like they remind me of Robotech. So especially well, the design, some of the designs are directly from Robotech. So <laughs> True. yeah, well I think that's the, that was the, would be the next progression for myself though is after being immersed with Robotech, then I discovered BattleTech and um, um, it, it, it it did like you you know I'm like oh look at this now you're piloting giant robots. And they're like tanks, and then there's uh, houses, and it's kind of almost like medieval in a sense with the the Machiavellian mm-hmm. deceptions and the arranged marriages kind of a thing. So it brought a whole other life to Mech slash Mecha uh, that was different from Robotech. Yeah, for uh, sure. Like I never discovered Gundam until I was probably even an adult. It might. It was a lot later. Like it was. Gundam was never just on my radar. I probably knew of it, but I never watched any of it until later. Like you say, Gundam Wing probably is where I started watching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, it's definitely was, when it hit mainstream. Yeah, and I was I was much older by that point. So, uh, yeah. So it was definitely those two things for me. Yeah, I think I think because it, Gundam didn't get popular to Gundam Wing is why I say for me, iconically, Robotech is the brand. Yeah, for mm-hmm. Mech. Uh, because it's the one that I think most people get started with. Yeah, I'm, it'd be funny to hear like some young people like. Nowadays. Yeah, I'd like to hear what so, like someone in yeah. their early twenties or even younger, or like teenagers, even, what what even, they think or the yeah. teens, what they yeah. Because I mean, of course, our our opinions are going to be skewed by our age and our perspective. Uh, I I know a lot of people um, that were that were like in our anime club and everything that grew up just. A little younger than me, maybe Miss Gundam Wing, Gundam Seed mm-hmm. was also an incredibly popular series. Yeah, um, that I, I think like shortly, you know, followed shortly thereafter. So I, I think that's that's maybe kind of the big the big steps really is like you had Robotech um, at, at the in the earlier days, <laughs> and then Gundam Wing was when it hit. I'm going to put air quotes around mainstream success yeah, for sure. Uh, because it's still very much a niche, um, but uh, and but it was like, on like Saturday morning cartoons though. Like when it when a mech show was on Saturday morning cartoons, then you know it's big. Like those shows were mm-hmm. they were readily available. It wasn't like you had to go search yeah. them out. Yeah, you know. And 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 at the same time, like that was also like the late '90s was right around the big like a, a golden age of of anime because mm-hmm. we the states was were getting a lot more um, and voice acting was really taking like took a step up you know we had crazy shows like cowboy bebop and trigun and outlaw star um and 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 a lot of other great shows came out around this time and uh and yeah so it was like it was a great time for anime (laughs) and um it was the 90s too when battletech got bought out uh with hero clicks right yeah it was that was when the whiz kids started yeah because i feel like I actually I like have some of those, the battle yeah, text with tech, the, the yeah. little clickers on them. I, would I have quite a few of them. I would hate to say it, but uh, I wonder if it could be argued that Battletech got its 
got more. What's the word I'm looking for? More exposure. More exposure with the clicks. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it did. Than it did with the original FASA. I think the original game got the reputation of being difficult. And I think the clicks game was obviously it's a clicks game, so it's a lot easier. I think yeah that that would be a way in for people at that time because I do know some people and I and quite a few actually who only started playing BattleTech after they played mm-hmm. the click game. Yeah, I'm not gotcha. surprised because that was also blind buys. So you'd go into a store and just have bags, you know, you blind buy them, and at the time that was when. All that stuff was really popular, either with Magic Gathering or that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and then you get the, then you get that one pack that was worth nothing. I just wasted all my money on oh, this yeah. thing. <laughs> but that was the beauty of blind buys. But now people don't even like that's other than Magic. I think people look down on blind buys totally. Like nobody would put up with that nowadays. Well, yeah. Now, I mean, why would you blind buy when you can literally just go get the piece you want at any collectible store? Yeah. Yeah, plus uh, with eBay and stuff, anything is available anyway, so. Yeah. So. That's that. But no, right. it's it's definitely a, a fun question. Like, and, and I think of, of two just in a, in a broader context, I think of when the Olympics happened just a little mm. bit ago, um, you know, they, the, the like, uh, the, the bike uh, race or, or maybe it was the triathlon uh, one both, of the yeah. one of the contests went right by the Gundam Unicorn, and all of the news stories picked up is like, "Hey, look, it's a Transformer!" Yeah, for <laughs> oh, sure. God. Yeah, so it shows that even North America, or actually, I think it was the British news that did that. They don't know what Gundam is. Gundam is still not mainstream. Mm-hmm. Where Transformers obviously is mainstream with the movies and stuff, but I never, th- yeah. I never think of when you say Mech or Mecha, I don't think Transformers. I don't either. I mean, at least not as an iconic brand. No, I mean, it doesn't associate it with that word. It's not just not in my brain associated yeah. at all. I think when I mean, like I said, uh, when Pumzi goes, "Oh, do you like mechs or mecha?" I go, "Yeah, I love Robotech." Is what, um, and I like yeah. BattleTech. And then I would go, and I also like BattleTech. Yeah, and I'd be I'd be surprised. Like most people would probably say Macross or Gundam or maybe even Evangelion. Like mm-hmm. especially now, I think newer kids that would be probably be the one that's most popular anime wise. Yeah, even with maybe with this Amazon Prime thing, it'll open a whole new thing. And what? What about Pacific Rim? Yeah, maybe well, there's kids nowadays say Pacific Rim or anything more mainstream maybe. stuff, right? That's true. But uh, Genlock, yeah. unlike oh, but unlike for us, it's not. <laughs> no, it's I the Voltron kids. Voltron, I think yeah. are are gonna uh, starting off on a strong foot. But then again, do you, once again, do you, Voltron? Do you think Mecha? I don't really think Mecha when I think Voltron. I kind of do. I, I'm I'm in the the boat of it's a giant robot of some kind that yeah. that's being piloted. Oh, it's so a mecha. Kind of, I'm saying it is a mecha, but yeah, I don't yeah. think mecha when I say it. Like that's that's true. Kind of, it doesn't it doesn't ring my bell either. It almost transcends the, since since it was an old property. It almost transcends the word. Like you know, I, and I think too with it being uh, a bit more of a super robot. Yeah. Um, I I think is is another one that really kind of. You know, pushes and stretches the the definition of mecha because I, I won't lie like in, in my head like more often than not it is kind of that the hard sciencey ones yeah uh, like, you're not saying uh ultraman you never said ultraman is pat no. that's one of your first ones right you never said that for no but, I, but would, I, I, I never saw him as a as a mecha though there you go yeah yeah but i would put like guran lagan in there for some reason but 
that that maybe is just because that show is just so iconic itself. What about black holes for drills? <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. It's written a name. Yeah. yeah. Well, I made that argument before. <laughs> it's it's uh, Mecha Godzilla. Might be the one that if you say Mecha, people might think that. Especially now, since he was in the most recent movie. So. Yeah. But yeah, so listeners, you know, feel free to uh, to let us know what what comes to mind when you hear Mecca and Mecca. And pull your uh, normie friends and family. Ask yeah. them when you say Mecca or Mech to them. Ask them what they think. Mecca, I'm sure most people will be mechanic. Like, you know, I think even though when you search on uh, on Google, it suggests mechanic. It doesn't like. Yeah, it, it's true. It doesn't go to robots. No. <laughs> so I, I, would, I would be curious to that, too, like. Just ask some regular people. What do you, when you say mech or mecha, what does comes to mind? I don't. We're so deep deep into all of it that, like, obviously there's stuff that Brian brings up I have no clue about, and so that's next level. But I'm sure <laughs> people feel the same way of of like Gundam that I feel about some of the weird things he says. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's. I think there's still a there's a levels of understanding, you know. And I'm curious what the normies normies actually, how deep it like penetrates. I don't think it penetrates very deep. <laughs> I don't either because, uh, I mean, again, I think if we go normie route, we're going to see a lot of probably Gundam now because it's uh, a little more, like you said, more commercialized than it was when I started watching Gundam. Uh, and it's in Robotech, I think, because Robotech is just... Even Robotech's been out of the... Yeah, but it's been out of the consciousness for it's, so it's long. It's been out of the loop for a bit, yeah. Yeah, older people for sure, but younger kids, I don't think... Transformers, I guess, if they even associate those two words, because that's been around. It always has something around. Yeah, so maybe yeah. the newer kids might think Transformers because of the Michael Bay movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even them, they're getting pretty old now, too. That's a sad thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Even well, kids the, don't the, even think about those. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there was, yeah, even like the Transformers Prime TV show. Yeah, yeah, cartoons uh, for sure. But they never call themselves Mecha or Mecha in that, so I think that's that would be no. the thing. No. I, I, do any of them call themselves that, though? I wonder. No, like they Battletech's obviously them, do. They call themselves Transformers, that's it. Yeah, but other, other things, like Gundam, don't call themselves Mecha. That's just a word that's been associated with them. And same with Robotech, or Macross, I don't think they call called Mecha. The mechs, or Battletech, it's a short form of a battle mech. It usually have a, has a little comma in front to say it's a short form for battle mech. Hmm. But that, yeah, like, it's just a, it's one of those things that's a... Uh, it's a, uh, you know, watcher word where the people who watch it have a word for it, but I don't think it's ever actually used in any of the, not very many that I can think of of any of the actual shows. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. That was actually kind of very informative, actually. <laughs> uh, well, I was, I was just curious. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. That, I wish I knew where that, where that sparked in my head. And it happened, uh, it was in a conversation someone was talking, I overheard at Gen Con. That's odd. It wasn't. It probably wasn't about Mecca at all, though. It was probably about something. No, else, it was something about something else. And I said, "Oh, that would be a really nice topic to discuss." Is it uh, uh, when everybody every time I would uh, show Armada, they'd mention some old uh, other crappy? No, game? not Man of War. I was <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> all the time. Or the or the Star Wars Armada. Yeah, a lot of people were like confused about that. The name. Yeah, They're it's like, true. Armada. They did ask about that. So. But it's like, no, uh, I'm not just a word. Oh, well. I'll remember four days later, and it'll be irrelevant at that point. Well, when you post the uh, show on all the little things, you can say, post note. This is why yeah. I came up with this subject. I'll put it in, I'll put it in all caps. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> this only makes sense once you listen to the episode, but this is what I remember. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, uh, so to recap, 
uh, Robotech, Gundam, and Battletech pretty much are the the three mm-hmm. iconic brands at this point. I think that most people would associate with Mechs and Mecha. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I think that's fair. I mean, those are a solid three, right? Mm-hmm. They have the most lasting power right now. Yeah. All right. Well, then, guys, let's uh, move on to Dexville, and we can wrap this uh, circus up. Let's Dexville out of here. All right, guys, uh, time to wrap it up in the Dexville. Uh, good talk on brand naming, and uh, hopefully any new listeners uh, would uh, check all this other stuff out, which they probably don't need to because if they're listening to this show... They probably know probably know but more than we do. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, uh, but uh, who's next? Oh, now you have to ask this kind of questions. Yeah, I think that's going to be Rob. I think it's Rob. So uh, Rob, 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 yes, on I'm deck. next. Rob's the next host on deck, uh, coming for November. So it'll probably be turkey related mechs. Uh, what is your favorite turkey <laughs> mech? <laughs> No, oh wait, he's no. Canadian. So next month is his yeah. Thanksgiving. Thing. All right, no, it's just, mine's in a week. Oh, jeez. My Thanksgiving's in a week. You guys and your crazy rules. From that October. sounds like it should be a G Gundam episode. Talk about different cultures <laughs> <laughs> and their meccas. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, ideas, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think uh, we've done some cool casting ones. We haven't done that in a while. Maybe we should do some casting. Oh yeah. All right. Maybe we'll do that. Got a lot of things on play here, so. Uh, quick shout out Rhinos Hobbies in Schaumburg. If you're a Gun- Gundam player in the Chicago area, go check Not it out. Not Schaumburg. Elgin. Oh, no, sorry. Elgin. Sorry, Elgin. I'm just so used to saying Schaumburg. <laughs> um, go check it out. It's a good little store. Uh, nice owner. Yeah. Super nice guy. Uh, no Night Games. Go check out their discount dungeon. Spend hours getting old books. Yeah, not much uh, Battletech stuff. I expected more Battletech stuff in there. I did too. But, but uh, yeah, next time, actually, if we ever go back there, which we might, I would definitely order ahead and pick up. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. They have, they have, like, we got there right when it opened, and they have, like, a huge warehouse behind that we, the store is only the front part. This building is giant. It's like the size of a Walmart, I'd say. And so they have, I can only imagine what's back in that warehouse. I could, it would be like... <laughs> To go through there would be amazing. So, it's true. All right. Uh, well, for Mobile Armor Radio, I've been Chopper. I've been Brian. And I'm Rob. And we'll see you next month. Gobble gobble. That's this month. What are you talking about? So confused. No, I'm October. You're November. So next month will be gobble gobble. Yeah, October. Gobble gobble. This is gobble gobble time. What are you talking about? Yeah, I was saying. I said I'll see you next month. Gobble gobble. But that's this month. I think he's saying that his Thanksgiving's in October. <laughs> no, my epi- I'm signing off on my episode. Which will uh, be was that a Canadian gobble gobble? You have to say A at the end. A. Hey. Gobble gobble, A, you big hoser. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Now I understand. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.
Your dog was gentle with my calf as he chewed. <laughs> well, I heard, well, he, he when he when he chewed the base off. Oh, jeez. The bottom, and I heard that crack. I'm like, "What are you eating?" And I saw this laser rifle sticking out from underneath his nose. Oh no! <laughs> I'm like, "What is that?" So I've since moved your cab to a place where you can't just. Well, the funny thing is, Rob has wrapped in this uh, egg crate foam, mm-hmm. keep safe, and he just stuck his nose in there and pulled one out. <laughs> oh man! All right, ready? I'm keeping all that in because I want to prove that your dog's a dick. Well, no, no, I I freely admit that my dog is a dick. Just, 